Did you eventually get to on air at Cube? Yeah. Well, being like I was the only Jewish person there, which I would say I'm Jew-ish. You know, I have a very Jewish name. Uh, It was still celebrated both holidays. Uh, I think something, some situation came up where, oh, wow, we need somebody to to be on the air. And, oh, the guy with by the name of Jake Kaplan, he must be available. (laughs) Ben's Town President Dave Chachi Dennis loves radio. And all of his radio friends. Hey, Chachi. Hey, everybody. Because Chachi loves everybody. (laughs) My next guest is the Director of Imaging and Sound Design for Odyssey. He's imaged some of the most respected radio stations on the planet, such as Cube and The End in Seattle, Jack and K-Rock here in L.A., and he's also a highly esteemed VO talent, and he's been on the Benstown 50 for seven years in a row. Please welcome Jake Kaplan. What's up? Hey, man. Thank you for coming in. This is actually the first time I've had someone actually in the studio with us. I I think it's been almost a couple of years. Almost everyone else is on, uh, you know, on Riverside, which is fine, but this is better. Yeah. I mean, I live so close to here. I've always said that, you know, why not? Come in. You know, I'm probably the closest imaging person that lives close. (laughs) I think you probably are. Yeah. Yeah. I think you are. The uh, Americana is like my mall, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's my, my mall. mall. So I actually sure. used to, I don't know if you knew or not, but I lived there for a little bit. Oh, I did know that. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. kind of wild. I heard about some yeah. wild parties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 We tore that place up. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about, well, first of all, and we're going to get into this in a second, but you just uh-huh. got a massive, massive promotion. So let me congratulate you on that. Thank because you. that is gigantic. I mean, yeah. you're overseeing all of the imaging, uh, all of the production for all of Odyssey, which is just incredible. So very happy for you. Yeah, yeah. It's All the, not, not the commercial production, just to be clear, just okay. the, uh, the imaging the, part, the imaging part. Yeah. Got it. Still a massive. Game. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no I'm a really, new role at Odyssey too. And we'll, we'll get into that in a few minutes, but yeah. I wanted to start off by congratulating you. Thank if you so your career on its own wasn't big enough, this oh, is now just a whole new, uh, new stratosphere. Yeah. It's something different and I'm, I'm super stoked to jump into it. Tell me a little bit about growing up. What was it like when you were a, were a kid? Did you fall in love with radio listening as a kid or uh, how did it come into your life? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I definitely fell in love with radio uh, growing up listening to Cube in Seattle where I later worked, which I'm sure we'll get into. But um, yeah, my mom was very into music. She was actually a uh, dancer. Um, she was a first ballet and then she did modern dance. Oh, no kidding. So she was always really, really into current music. So, and you know, she dragged me to, as I was a kid, she dragged me to her, her, uh, her classes and her, uh, rehearsals. Oh, wow. And I think, you know, listening to the radio with her and, uh, just being, being around such current music as a kid and MTV watching MTV as a little kid, uh, it was, you know, obviously sure. new back then. Um, yeah, I, radio just seemed like the natural, uh, place for me. And I think I fell in love with it, you know, as and a kid. to have a creative force like your mother must've been incredibly influential. I mean, that's pretty wild to have your mom actually be a professional dancer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's where I learned an eight count. Didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize that until I was older. Um, but yeah, you know, my mom always, you know, she was, uh, she, she was a creative person who kind of later went into like a corporate job. And she always encouraged my sister and I to, to be creative people. Oh, interesting. Did yeah. she regret going into a corporate position? Was it something she didn't uh, enjoy? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. so a little bit. Yeah, you know, What was like time. the first song? Do you remember the first song or kind of the type of music that your mom gravitated towards? Oh man, that's a good question. 
I don't know. I, the the song that comes to mind is uh, Shaka Khan. I feel for you. Yeah, sure. I don't know why. I I, I remember listening to it on the radio and like the jock like messing around with the intro for some reason, yeah. and then my mom dancing to it and like the two like whoa wait like it just came all the, together. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's the first one. I was I mean I was a baby when that came out. But, yeah, yeah, that's a great song. Though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was like the uh, it, again. Wait, Shaka Khan. Shaka, Shaka Khan. Khan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So your mom's obviously uh, creative. She's uh, encouraging you and your sister to explore creativity. Mm-hmm. And you go to a shadow day at Cube. And, yeah. And what, what was that? Was it kind of like a work experience type? Uh, yeah. Day? So I mean, I can't. I don't. I I could not see this existing in this day and age. But we were supposed to call a local business and shadow a, a business leader. Okay. And um, I wanted to go to Cube. That was, that was, that's where I wanted to go. And my dad's friend's brother was the former program director, general manager, a man named Bob Case. Okay. And he was the first person I called and he said, sure, come on in, follow me around the radio station. And I went, you know, went from office to office and, uh, he threw me in the on-air studio to, to watch the DJ. What an awesome experience. Yeah. A guy who's still my friend, his name's John Connor. And yeah, I was a little kid and like, I was fascinated by how the rate, you know, watching the DJ do his job. Sure. Radio, I was like, I mean, it was the coolest experience of my so life. I was how old 14. Were you? I was 14. The and then you had to go back to school, like write a report on it. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And most kids, I'm sure they're going to like the doctor's office or to an auto oh, mechanic yeah. and you go to the radio station. I by far had the most exciting <laughs> of that whole project. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. So at that point, did you kind of realize that this is what you wanted to pursue? Was that the defining That moment? was, yeah, it really was, you know? Um, it's just funny. I was lucky enough to find something at that age that I was so passionate about. And, you know, I always, I do kind of like think back, like, wow, what if I didn't do that? Like, what would I, growing up in the Seattle area and the, and the tech boom going on, I'm so into sure. computers. Like, could my life have done, gone in a totally different direction? Like, like something I'm questioning a lot now, you know? Yeah. I mean, as happy as I am where I'm at, but it's just an interesting. Oh, you're right. That my, experience my, really did change me. Yeah. That city has so many different companies around it. Amazon, Microsoft, mm-hmm. Costco. I mean, there's major, Red Robin. Yeah. Yeah, she, both of us. Yeah. Go, yeah. <laughs> you could have yeah, ended T-Mobile. up there, but yeah. it's, but it, uh-huh. it worked out all right. Yeah, you. yeah. I mean, hey, this was the one I found, and it, it was, it's been great. Yeah. And I don't know if at yeah. one of those places you would have been able to explore the creativity that I think you really, uh, uh, especially we know now about your mom, that you really yeah. crave. Uh, Definitely, yeah. You know, which is, uh, yeah, it would be nice to have been early on uh, Amazon. <laughs> yeah, <but. laughs> it would have been nice to be an Amazon employee in 1999 uh, <laughs> when I graduated from high school. That would have been great. Yeah. So shadow day, how does that transition into an internship? I believe I just kept pestering these people (laughs) and calling them in a very, yeah, probably in a way they probably found very annoying, but, uh, yeah, just to come in and and answer the phone. So, uh, I started doing it for a woman named her name, Shelly Hart, who again, great friend of mine still. And yeah, I, I came, I took the bus into Seattle or, or maybe hitched a ride with somebody when I was 15 and for the summer, I'd go in there and answer the phones every day in the studio. That's great. And um, that was my first experience. So you're screening radio. phones. And yeah. then from there, they hire you to do a, to be a board op. Board op. Yeah. And then did you and eventually then, get to on air at Cube? Yeah. Well, being like I was the only Jewish person there, which I would say I'm Jew-ish. <laughs> you know, I have a very Jewish name. 
uh, still celebrated both holidays. Right. Uh, I think something, some situation came up where, oh, wow, we need somebody to to be on the air. And, whoa, the guy with by the name of Jake Kaplan, he must be available. And so, <laughs> somehow I did an on-air shift on Christmas Ooh. night, which I was completely on, fine with. Yeah. What was that like? I mean, to get your, <laughs> even on Christmas night in that day and age, to get the first opportunity to crack the mic in a major market, what Seattle's market, 14, 15? 14, something like that. Something and like that. Also I mean, it was rhythm hip hop, or uh, sorry, rhythm CHR, which was the coolest sure. format at the time. I mean, you're, you were talking Puff Daddy, Notorious B.I.G., oh. You know, Mary J. Blige. Sure. Peak. Such and, a great era for yeah, music. And I, and I was in high school. And yeah, I, I yeah, I was on the air. I mean, I, I still, I, I can't, I can't believe I was doing that at that <laughs> age. And that people let me do that. Yeah, I was like, is that even it, legal? But yeah. Did your classmates think you were pretty cool? Um, I don't really remember. I don't think they did. No, oh, no I kid? They, yeah. They I would have thought you were cool. I think there were some that did think it was really cool and some like played it off, you but know, yeah. in high school. I don't yeah, know. Sure. But yeah, definitely now people tell me like, oh, that was really cool. You were on the radio. You know, now they do, but looking back, but yeah. How did you gravitate to, you know, you're not only a phenomenal VO talent and we'll uh-huh. go into that in a few minutes and how that all started off, but yeah. how did you get into imaging, which you're, you know, looked upon as one of the best in the world now, but how did you start as a board op on air? What made you then get an interest into the imaging side of the business? So it's pretty interesting. So I was at the station and, um, the station itself was just very, very into imaging pro tools. There was an imaging uh, person there who you might know, no, Steve Thomas. Who, and I'm, I'm so excited to get into this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steve Tom, not, I mean, Steve's a full on just legend. Yeah. If you're going to work, uh, if you're going to learn from someone, that's like the, that was, that's the equivalent of uh, Ralph Macchio le- learning from uh, Miyagi, right? Yeah, I mean, he was the, definitely. the uh, wax on wax off of, of imaging production. So, yeah. So he, I mean, obviously when he was there, he was starting uh, Real World, and the station was. And there was another uh, gentleman there by the name of Vic Orlando, who was the voiceover person. Another guy named Paul Hazelip, who was kind of a, a junior uh, imaging person. But image and, and Mike Tierney was the uh, program director. Who's now at Amazon Music. Sure. Um, so imaging was very uh, center at that radio station, and the use of technology. They were on the uh, Mac. They were using Mac. Uh, you know, uh, the Macintosh computer, Apple. Ever right, heard of them? Right. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why. I'm, yeah. I th- and I knew how to use those from school and they were using pro tools and imaging was such a big part in these really funny, creative promos that, um, I got just, as I was fascinated with the on air product, I walked into the studio and I thought, wow, this is interesting to me. This is amazing. And you were just, you, you like the sounds, you love the technology. And a big thing was the technology. And actually, really, there's a really funny story about the technology. You know, so I grew up, I was a little kid, and they were on a Macs, uh, you know, Macintosh computers, I don't know why, Apple computers. And um, I was, um, in my high school, I grew up in the Microsoft area. I mean, all the Microsoft employees were there. Right. And we had all these Macintoshes, you know, we didn't have any PCs, everything was Mac. So I knew how to use the Mac, like I was, and I was just obsessed with that computer, and I later found out, like, I think I like had an interview with somebody at Apple for a job a long time ago. Right. That Steve Jobs had donated all the Macs to my, uh, oh, the school district. No this person way. Had been, this, like, HR person had been at Apple for a long time. He's like, oh, yeah. Steve would, 
would donate computers to all those schools that had a lot of Microsoft <laughs> students. That's pretty diabolical. Yeah. And that was how, I mean, it was really the, the Macintosh computer and then, you know, the love of sound that really got me into uh, production. And it was like, I saw all those things. Sure. Steve and, and, and Vic and all these people doing this production. I was like, oh, I know how to do this. I love this, you know? So, yeah. Did Steve in what, and I'm, I'm enamored by Steve, obviously, uh-huh. as you know, and most people, uh, certainly in our space that uh-huh. real world is a competitor, but I've uh-huh. got so much respect. Those guys blaze trails and yeah. you look back at, uh, you know, Frost and, uh, Chase yeah. and, uh, uh, Jim Cook and so mm-hmm. many of those guys, we wouldn't be where we are today if those guys didn't, uh, it didn't start this, you know, kind of imaging yeah. space as it is today. What was he like? What was it like when you first walked in there? You're, did he kind of take you in under his shoulder? Or under his, uh, uh, his arm? Yeah, I think he just like said, oh, sure. You want to sit here and watch me? Great. You know, uh, I think he made, you know, he made me feel welcome because he made a lot of, you know, funny jokes. And, right. And yeah, I, man, I don't really remember. I just remember sitting there and just watching, like, can I just sit here and watch you? And he said, sure. Yeah. And just take, here and watch me. In. Yeah. And I watched the whole creative process from, you know, writing some copy and with the VO guy coming in and like building a promo from the ground up. And I watched them do this and just, you know, I was a good kid. I'd sit there quietly and just watch and not jump in. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I'm seeing the room and it was this tiny studio with no, yeah. no acoustic tiles or anything in an office. And it was barely <laughs> a studio. Um, but yeah, you know, use the use of sound and, you know, getting different drops. I remember like, uh, grabbing, um, like going out to rent a VCR up the street because he wanted a drop for the promo or something like that. Like <laughs> just things like that, like being resourceful and yeah. That was probably some of the best times of your life, right? Oh just my that, God. You know, yeah. The and, great- and it wasn't just like, you know, I think now, you know, I mean, this was the TikTok of what was sure. going on at the time. Like, yeah. You know, like that's the best way to describe yeah. what radio was and 1997. You Such know? a good way of putting it. You're hundred yeah. percent right. Totally. It really was. So from there, you actually go and you leave Seattle because you get mm-hmm. a gig and I love the name of this at the funky monkey in yeah. Tacoma. Yeah. It was kind of like an offshoot of the same company. Okay. It was like one of the, it was like an LMA radio station that they ran. Got yeah. it. So they gave you an opportunity and they said, Hey, we see a lot in you, Jake. Why don't you go up and yeah. run the funky monkey? And you actually were the program director. Yeah, I think I just naturally just turned into that position. There was nobody else that wanted to work there. (laughs) Yeah, and I did everything, man. It was it was a, I guess they called it a rap rock station. A rap rock station. I think that was the name. It was, but it was all this limp biscuit and corn and all this like rhythmic rock that was really popular at that time. Okay, Lincoln Park. Got it. And yeah, you know, it was it was a basically a station. I think it's kind of kind of similar to what indie. 1031 okay, did back sure. in the day here in LA sure. where it was just there to kind of mess with the competition. Right. You know, the end was uh really dominant and I think that that this group of people wanted to have something that was competing kind of with be a flanker. With, yeah, a flanker, yes. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I was the one, the crazy person that said, Oh yeah, I'll drive to Tacoma every day. I, I was, oh, so you were driving how far of a drive is that? Oh, it's only like forty minutes. Oh, really okay, got it. Far, yeah. Got it. Okay. But, uh, but I mean, they have. You I don't know run- why I didn't drive. Just moved down there, but that still too was. Cool for that, I think. How <laughs> how old were you at that time? 
19. I mean, so you're 19. And yeah. even though it's a smaller flanker station yeah. to give you that type of responsibility, people yeah. at an early age really saw something in you. Yeah. I and mean, that's a lot of yeah, responsibility. I'm really lucky and, and great people too. Yeah. You know? And so you're running the st- programming the station. You're also mm-hmm. doing the imaging. Are you still doing on air at that time? We didn't have any on-air DJs, but imaging was such an important part of the station. Okay. So I did some of the imaging. We would freelance it out, but I would write it. I mean, I'd use a lot of the same kind of processes that I only knew from Cube. Got this, it. This new format that I was- So you've taken a lot. Um, I mean, so really, Steve's taught you a lot, and you've taken now his tutelage and- Steve and some of the other people, too. I, sure. I got to give credit due to other people, too, because Steve- Later moved on to yeah, yeah, bigger to and bigger better and better. <laughs> Left that place, but yeah. Sidebar, where is he? I've heard he's doing like movies and television now. Is that correct? Or? I don't know. You know, it's funny because I hit him up just, he hit, he sent me a birthday wish and I said, hey, but I, he didn't, I don't know what he's doing, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to get, I was trying to find out that information. Yeah, yeah. I imagine he's because, doing incredibly well and uh, obviously Mike's done an amazing job with, uh, with the company. So. yeah. Definitely. Had, had a tremendous amount of success. Yeah. So you, you're, you're imaging, you're doing every mm-hmm. everything. So you're mm-hmm. really kind of become very well-rounded at this point though. And scheduling the music too, uh, which actually I really enjoyed. Did you? Yeah. The music director aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. I did too. That was yeah. actually something that was really it. fun for me is just kind of digging into selector. And it was almost oh like a, God, I, yeah. a, a fun a puzzle, if you will. The, really exactly. Just, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. But are you kind of seeing now of all aspects of the business that imaging is really the part that you love the most? Yeah, I really did. Like, I mean, there was, you know, when it came to music scheduling, I love the music scheduling and I didn't really like listening to a bunch of new music and dealing with record labels, which I was terrible <laughs> at. Of course, there were much better people in that market to, to, to navigate those poli- that politics. Um, but yeah, like the dinners and all this stuff. I wasn't into it. I, I did like the scheduling, right. but yeah, imaging was like really the, the thing I, when I really got to sit there and at the time really think about what I wanted to do, like imaging, what just felt like the natural sure. place for me and what I enjoyed most. And it was, yeah. I think something you chose very wisely because obviously yeah. you've had a tremendous amount of success in it. Yeah, absolutely. I always yeah, find it fascinating cool. yeah. how people kind of fall upon, fall into, if you will, you know, what it is that they're great at doing. And yeah, it, yeah. You did just that. Yeah. So now you go back to Seattle and you mm-hmm. go to work for the end and uh, chaos, KISW mm-hmm. and Dave Richards. Yeah. Hires who's you. now my boss. Yeah. Yeah. It's been like, <laughs> you know, part of your career for a, a long yeah. time. It sounds like, but yeah. how did that all kind of come around? They just really liked the way that you were growing and how you're yeah. doing things. I mean, I think, I mean, I, I, I guess I'd have to ask Dave, but I'm sure, uh, you know, they like the imaging good to take a player away from that radio station. i was ready for me to leave this. I was ready to go at that station. That station was, there was a lot of sales and talks. It was time to go. God, it was changing. Um, Is that, it was that at the yeah. time, kind of late, late nineties, early 2000s yeah. where there was a lot of wheeling and dealing yeah, sure. of that bandwidth going on and yeah. All that consolidation. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, when Dave, uh, came to me and Phil Manning, you know, I was like, that was like hitting the jackpot. I mean, that was a big time. For sure. You know, yeah. Like the end in KSW. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, yeah. I'm, I've made it in you had rock. It. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, KISW is a legend I grew up listening to, obviously. And then the end was the alternative music, right? You know, station of my youth. So, yeah, I was didn't, like, wow. Yeah. Didn't get any better than that. No. And so, are they hiring you? Are you doing the imaging now on those stations? That's like your full time gig? Yeah. Yeah. So back then it was a, uh, you know, 50, 50 split between yeah. the two radio stations. But that's yeah. a massive responsibility yeah. for as young, young as you 20, are. 
I mean, I was telling Dave the other day, I was like, man, I was 22. Jeez. You hired a 22-year-old? <laughs> My God. I was a baby. Yeah. So yeah. you're incredibly, we're imaging these incredibly influential stations. And yeah. Do you feel, I mean, are you pressured? Do you get freaked out about it? Or are you relatively just kind of calm and collected? Um, I think, you know, there, there's... At the time, it was just so exciting. I'll, I'll take out anything that was cool. Oh my god, that's so exciting! I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna do that. Um, you know, I think there was a learning experience of working in a corporate world and balancing, and uh, you know, I think that was always that that was my first kind of crash course, in right? Learning how to like really work in a corporate world and. So um, who had owned the funky be efficient in my work? Who had owned? I'm sorry, I should have asked earlier, but oh. who owned the Funky Monkey? So it was a it, it was a Small group of men, a uh, uh, guy named, uh, the guy that was in this group was a guy named Bob Case, who was the oh. person I originally. Okay, got it, got um, it. So it was more of kind of like a mom-pop organization I, versus like a big corporate entity. Yeah, and they had an LMA with the Ackerley Group, which later got bought by Clear Channel. Okay, understood. And then uh, I, they I later sold the station, I think, I believe to Clear Channel. I got it. And then when you, work, work, when you go to work at the end, who owns the end at that time? Intercom. Did. Intercom. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it's now actually the, the, the company. Came back now. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, all kind of worked around. Got it. So yeah. now you're working for a corporate publicly traded company. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, accurately was, but it was still a very kind of small Seattle company. They own the Seattle supersonics and they only had like three or four radio stations. So, Got it. Yeah. Intercom was a much bigger sure. operation at the time. Yeah. Sure. And you're now working for Dave, who's a legend. So there's yeah. pressure that comes along with that. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. 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 And he was really, I mean, at the time I was one of his first hires. I mean, that station was not doing well. And he really, very successfully, as time would later, I mean, while I was there, it was already happening. But, you know, the ratings grew and grew and grew right. after, even after I left. But he was really at the beginning of converting that radio station from this kind of old leaning classic rock station to, you know, what it is today. Contemporary. Sure. Yeah. So very, very cool. So that must've been just been a blast and a fun. It ride. was, it was, I mean, I, 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 I'm not just saying this cause he's my boss now, but I mean, I definitely the experience and the production I did at that radio station, I still listen back to it. I'm hey. like, wow, that was, that gave, that was, that really propelled me to where I, you know, kind of am now. great stepping down. Oh yeah. We did really those. creative stuff. Gigantic yeah. leap and all, you know, in all honesty. Yeah. And some of it, man, I listen back. I'm like, wow, you could not put that on the radio now. That was <laughs> <some> inappropriate stuff. <laughs> so yeah. Lisa Warden hires you in DC at HFS. Yeah. And how did that yeah. come to be? Did she just reach out? Or? Uh, I think I had kind of established a relationship with her when I was at the Funky Monkey. Okay. And, you know, the opening came up. I think I had, Talked to, I think Infinity had hit me up about K Rock in New York, and then I knew her. And, and yeah, that's so that's that a big was, jump because you've pretty much been in your home market the entire mm -hmm. time. Even when you went to Tacoma, you were still in Seattle. Oh, yeah. And yeah. now you're going to go across the country yeah. to even a bigger market, DC. Yeah. yeah, I was 23 at that time. So what that did, was a big one. What did that feel like? Uh, it was, you know, just to, I think just moving, you know, I, I, people in Seattle are very insular and like to stay in Seattle and to, to jump out of that world, that right. role was, um, was a big move. I mean, for my personal family, I'm, I'm still the only person that doesn't live there. Um, 
And so that was, that was a big challenge, but being at a bigger company like infinity at the time, you know, they were part of Viacom sure. and MTV. And I had a lot of friends that worked at MTV. So I was pretty excited that I got to be in that, like that orbit of, uh, Viacom. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I mean, it was just a culture shop, you know, living there from Seattle. I mean, you know, it there, was the center of the world and a very different demographics yeah. there and different music and. Different. I always think of DC yeah. as being very buttoned up, obviously very political because yeah. it's, you know, the, the capital of the country. And, um, and, and I like DC. I actually, I like Seattle and DC a lot, but yeah. I see them as completely two different cities. Totally. Yeah. You know, Seattle, I think has a really big art scene and uh-huh. uh, music scene yeah. and obviously the tech world. And, yeah. you know, DC was, uh, definitely in my mind, I've never lived in either market, but uh-huh. I could see it being very yeah. different. I mean, DC was very, you know, there was, it's kind of like LA there's like here in LA there's Hollywood and then there's, there's Brea. And, right. Uh, right. Um, we can get into that part later, but in DC it was the same thing. You know, you're, you kind of, you know, you know, DC from the white house and all the political stuff. Then there's the suburbs, you know, and sure. you know, there was the Virginia suburbs and the Maryland suburbs. I mean, DC wasn't always the focus. Got it. Um, yeah. You think whereas, as a tourist, you think of just kind of the, the heart of it, but you're yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. But it was like so exciting to live there for me. Cause I'm a huge political junkie. So to actually like live in DC was like still to this day I, I'm like I loved living there I thought it was so did, where did you live there I lived right in Northwest DC on Connecticut Avenue okay and, so you were right in the thick of it I, yeah I got there and I would like I didn't know anybody I'd like spend the weekends you know walking to the White House and and all Exploring. the museums yeah. yeah it was amazing yeah, it I is a that. powerful city to be immersed in yeah it's yeah just, uh, it's it's fascinating I Definitely. completely understand that yeah. so you did the imaging for HF Festival which yeah. was a massive music festival oh at RFK yeah. stadium. You had 80,000 attendees. I mean, yeah. it's gigantic. Yeah. It was crazy. So that was yeah. really early days of these big gigantic station yeah. shows. And yeah. I was how- just actually texting with Lisa about that the other day. Were you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was the beginning of, I mean, that, that show was before Coachella. I mean, like, of, sure. of this whole festival model that how now these shows goes, like that was the East coast Coachella, if you will, like right. eighty thousand people, and 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 it was a known event in that market for so long. How cool! Yeah, and I remember that because, like, I remember that I like I was you know we were doing the the typical you know interviews backstage, and I was like working back there, and then I remember like in the middle of the show, I finally had a second to go walk out there and go and look at all the people, and I was like, oh my and, god! I mean, that stadium was legendary. Yeah, and eighty thousand people everywhere, and like Jay Z was playing, and I mean it was. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I remember going to a Wango Tango and having a similar uh-huh. feeling in that. And it also shows you just the power of, power of radio. radio. Yeah, And, exactly. you know, yeah. the events that just can transcend the actual terrestrial signal. I think it was like, I kind of sat there and I was like thinking about my promos and just thinking like, wow, you know, especially back then, a percentage of people like heard this message on the radio station and sure. spent, you know, $80, $90 at the time. And spent their whole day to come here yeah. based on everything that we did. And like, to me, that feeling was like, it's still to this day, it's amazing to think that people 
do that. Yeah, you know? no, I think it's fantastic. Power. You have that power and, mm-hmm. and we'll go into this in a little bit, but you guys have done, I think some amazing things at Odyssey mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to make the world a better place and mm-hmm. use that power to put on events, but also events that benefit some amazing organizations, yeah, which I think is really a, a win-win when you're oh, able to absolutely. do something, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Now at this point, you're 23, 24, you've uh-huh. worked, this is pretty, pretty much blows my mind. You've worked for <laughs> Steve Thomas, yeah. who basically invented the modern, well, him along with you know, a few others, but he's really the, one of the, uh, the um, the founding fathers of the of the imaging world. Uh, yeah, you've worked yeah. with Dave Richards, and now uh-huh. you've worked with Lisa Warden. I mean, yeah. three just absolute legends. Yeah, um, and you're you're still incredibly young. Uh-huh. And Kevin Weatherly, of all people, uh, knocks on your door and wants you to move out here to work at uh, Jack and uh, K Rock. Tell yeah. me how that happened. Yeah. So uh, sadly, WHFS signed off the air kind of abruptly one day. And, um, you know, it was a bit of a, a shock. The station wasn't, uh-huh. you know, wasn't performing sadly, but, you know, company had some new, some new ideas. So, That's a bummer. Um, really yeah. quick to yeah. that. And that was still, I imagine the days of diary. You probably weren't quite yeah. at PPM there. Yeah, it was still diary. Yeah. I always wonder those stations that kind of flipped around that era. Yeah. If it would have been a different story yeah. if PPM had been around. You know, it's, it's funny. Cause like I, I, I meet, there was somebody I met. I don't know, a couple of years ago who grew up in that area and remembered the station going away. And they're like, well, why? That was my, that was in high school. That was all of our favorite radio stations. You're sure. playing this music and that music and these DJs and they knew everything about that station. They were so shocked, but you know, yeah, they probably weren't diary holders, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, yeah. I mean, and then you, you know, you look at that particular festival going back to that. I mean, all those people going to that exactly. festival and how, I mean, yeah. back then they didn't have, yeah. you know, the phone to find out about the show. The way they found out was listening to the radio, yeah. you know? I lived so. that on the other side when I programmed K-Big. Yeah. We were, yeah. you know, 15, 20th, whatever it was uh-huh. at the time, 12 plus. And yeah. all of a sudden PPM comes around and we're top three. Yeah. And it oh, wasn't like, that. it yeah. wasn't like overnight, like I had changed anything. The yeah. only thing that I had done was just lived through two different methodologies. Yeah, I know. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you think and that was like the perfect format for yeah, PPM. Totally, to, yeah. yeah. But it, yeah. to me, that was just always so strange. You go from being, well, you're not very good, kid. You don't know what you're doing to, oh my God, you're great at what <laughs> yeah. you do. And yeah. I didn't I'm really do it. Doing, this, doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So they f- flip uh, HFS. Yeah. Uh, so you're still in DC at that point. Did they let you go? No, they kept me around. They had some ideas for me in the market, uh, which was cool. And then uh, I got an offer from Sirius XM that I was, and I was going to fulfill my dream of uh, living in New York city. And uh, you know, Kevin got wind of that and said, no, you're not going there. You know, typical Kevin, you're coming to LA. And I'm like, I don't want to live in LA. I was, I was all about living on the East coast, LA. I don't want to live there. And you know, uh, as persuasive as Kevin is, I ended up, uh, telling the movers to move my stuff to, uh, to LA. So you were LA. about to go to New York. Go yeah. Work for oh, I had an apartment there. I was ready. Wow. So you go. had, you had that already was, committed. You were ready to go. Oh yeah. It was my dream. And then Kevin Weatherly made you an offer that you couldn't refuse. I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, uh, well, I don't, and I don't was, blame you for that. Man. Yeah, That's exactly. Just, yeah. I mean, my gosh. And yeah. do you, I'm sure you get, well, I, I gotta believe you. Maybe you don't, but do you sit back and you think, my God, the people I've had the opportunity to work for, and it just keeps on getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And now you've got mm-hmm. Kevin Weatherly, who yeah. is arguably 
I don't think it gets any bigger. I think about this sometimes in just the reputation, and rightfully so, of certain programmers. And I don't think it gets any bigger in the world than Kevin. I think you've got, you got like the Jim Ryans of the world. You've got, um, uh, uh, you know, Steve Smith, who unfortunately just passed away. You've got some, you know, really legendary programmers. But I feel like Kevin is, he is looked upon and revered as the biggest of the big. Yeah. I mean, you know, when he was calling me, it was just like, you know, what? I, you know, I was 24 at the time. <laughs> and I was like, I'm talking to Kevin Weatherly. I mean, you know, the state back to the funky monkey. I mean, basically there were times we were just basically copy what K-Rock was doing you know, right. at, at times. So yeah, I was, uh, it was, it was, you know, there, it wasn't hard for me to make that decision to move here. And how did yeah. he how did he have an ear on what you were doing in DC? Had you been in contact or Lisa was sending? Yeah. I mean, Lisa or? was really help, really, really helpful with I that. See. And Got yeah. It. And, and I had, he had heard my stuff before at the end and KSW. And I mean, he had heard, you know, he, you know, knowing Kevin, he's always, you know, he's, he's always, always checking to see who the next person is on sure. every. And um, yeah. So you get to LA and yeah. now what's, the, what does he have you start on? Uh, it was Jack FM. Okay. Yeah. Which, that was, that was, you know, I mean, I, I literally came here blind. I didn't know really what I was doing. I just, you know, there was some, you know, some K-Rock he kind of threw at me and, but sure. you know, there was some other big project that he couldn't talk about. It was very secret. Oh, and, and was that Jack was FM. Jack. Yeah. Which I mean, still to this day, it yeah. is the most successful Jack uh, in, you know, it's incredible. It's, yeah. I mean, one of the most successful LA radio stations yeah. in the past, uh, what, 15, well, yeah. 17 years. And yeah. not only do you have the mind of Kevin Weatherly on that, you've got Gary Wall, who's a brilliant mm-hmm. mind. There's a lot. Chris Ebbett. Chris Ebbett. Yeah. So there's a lot of chefs mm-hmm. in that kitchen yeah. to have to. Brilliant chefs, by the oh way. Oh my God. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure that can't be easy when you're the oh one who's God. trying to. And the thing about Jack, uh, um, so much goes in, you know, I know a fair amount about it because mm-hmm. we're involved on the network level. Mm-hmm. So much goes into that that you do not realize just the amount of writers, the amount of production. Yeah. And because most of them don't have air talent, the imaging is the centerpiece. So yeah. there's more pressure around the imaging than anything else. Well, and- that was, I mean, I, I remember that Chris uh, saying that to me and Kevin, it was just like, this This radio station is all about the production. We yes. need to put everything into production because- there's no jocks. It's all what comes out of the Pro Tools, you know? <laughs> so don't uh, fuck no, it up, Jake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No pressure there. You know, so yeah. Uh, but, you know, it was, you know, Gary and um, and Kevin and Chris, they had, a, and, and, um, and Mike Crank, who I, I need to mention sure. also. Crank's brilliant. Um, yeah, were, you know, taking care of it before I got there. And, um, you know, they had all these different, you know, principles of the different aspects of the radio station. And we established the writing team and, and, um, but it was really, I mean, what I was going to say is like, it's really an open, it really was an open slate of what we wanted to do. Um, you know, cause the key of that radio station was creating something for LA. Right. You know, I mean the mix, the music they were playing was just, you know, so t- catered to LA. Like, yep. you know, I mean, that's the thing, like I didn't really love the music and you know, I was kid at the time um well yeah your, your your favorite song was shaka khan <laughs> yeah exactly i knew that one yeah why are you guys playing that one i, was like, I like that one no it was like you know uh what was it um oingo boingo yeah what is this song i've never heard of this song there's so many of these artists that were like these i didn't know about k 
K-Rock yeah. 80s music or anything. Like, and it, you know, that, they, they were all like new songs to me. You know? Here's the, that's the yeah. funniest thing. Cause you obviously grew up in the Seattle area. I yeah. grew up here. I grew yeah. up out in the desert, but we listened yeah. to LA, LA radio. And so that was all music I absolutely adore. And yeah. so it was so incredibly important uh, in really just kind of how it shaped me musically. K-Rock was. Definitely. And so yeah. I grew up on Depeche Mode and The Cure and uh, you know, all the, all the songs that you hear yeah. now in excess and these bands that you hear now on Jack, yeah. which well, is- I remember, you know, speaking of Depeche Mode, it was like they Depeche Mode played, I think, right after I moved here, and they got me tickets. You know, like hey. kind of like here, you should learn some what, sure. what, what this music is. And uh, I was like, first of all, I knew all their songs. Yeah, and, I mean, I, and I love them. Um, I mean, I wasn't like a huge fan or anything, but I knew them all. But I was like shocked at the. The crowd. Yeah. You know, talk about a crowd. <laughs> I mean, a Depeche Mode show at Staples Center. Like, it's, wow. That got me. That was a it's very an crash course. Yeah. In 80s K Rock. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. So now you're doing Jack. You're yeah. a pressure cooker. It's obviously, and not that you've not, you were, you've always been in major markets, but there is yeah. something about LA in New York that just, there's that oh added gosh. amount of pressure that's on. Yeah. Was, and the station was blowing up. It was doing well. I remember like my stuff being moved and like going on to all access and reading about all these radio stations, like adjusting their formats to the Jack, 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 yeah. the random radio or whatever you yeah. want to call it, or, you know, eighties, nineties and everything else. Or, um, and I remember like, wow, like this is real. This is, I am really in the middle of, uh, uh, the hottest thing in radio yeah. right now. Yeah. You, know? you were not only geographically in the middle of it, but yeah. just formatically as yeah. well. I mean, there was just, everything was happen- yeah. happening there's, around you. And there's also, I mean, especially back then, there was just something about LA radio that, you know, I mean, you know, you, the, the celebrities would be listening to these yes. radio stations. You knew that when you came here, but yeah. like you really kind of felt it. And then, you know, then I went in and I remember Ebbett told me to go drive, around in the market. And I was like shocked at the sheer size of the the metropolitan area. I drove to, you know, Chino or I can't remember, you know, I mean, even Burbank seemed far to me. Like yeah. there was just <laughs> <laughs> really getting out there and exploring. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, 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 a big one for me too. But, <laughs> So now you're doing not only uh, legendary brands, but you've yeah. got legendary events that go on along these. You're doing weenie roast imaging, Coachella yeah. imaging. Jack's, Jack, the Jack shows. Were the huge, Jack shows, the yeah. Acoustic Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, all of these yeah. are just incredibly high profile events. Yeah, I mean, Kevin would always kind of uh, let me jump in on certain K-Rock projects, you know. Probably not everybody loved that, but... Um, I, you know, I got to, you know, I did, I got to do some of like the biggest, some of the big K rock promos, you know, just because of, you know, we're all kind of one team there. What was that like hearing a weenie roast promo, for instance, for the first time that you'd produced on the air? I, I'm not going to lie. I remember, you know, producing it, getting it all done and, and like hearing it play on the air. And like, I I was in tears. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. It was like the most amazing radio experience to, to hear the. Whoa, I did that? Yeah. Oh my I, God. Like I so get that. Wow. Yeah. I so get that. And yeah. to come across that frequency and yeah. it just means something yeah. on so many different levels. Yeah. And just, you know, I mean, I haven't done a ton of work at K Rock and like, you know, but just to to have a, a little things here and there is yeah. still like a highlight of my radio career, especially For in, sure. in that period of time too. I mean, talk about the hottest format. 
in radio. I mean, you know, in LA, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, K-Rock in the early 2000s. Yeah. I mean, come on. You're 24, 25. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah, it doesn't get any better than that. That's yeah. just, congratulations, man. Oh, yeah, just cool. to be able to say you did that. Yeah. Put aside yeah. all your success and can't wait to yeah. talk about that, but just to say you did that and live that. It's cool, yeah. But I do got to give the credit to uh, Trevor Shand and Mike Crank because those sure. are the guys that really yeah. did the heavy lifting back then. You know, no, I, get, I get it. Yeah. Incredible talents, incredible yeah. talents. So- Let's talk a bit, little bit about um, about the topicals and the topical sweets oh, that are yeah. still used today and uh, how those yeah. came to be. It is funny because, like, I do love this story. It's like, you know, so I was there and, God, I was, you know, I was like, wow, this is, I moved here, like, for this music. And I could see it, like, blowing up. I, I was like, man, I don't, this is, like, music my dad listens to sometimes. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, you know, then like, you know, there was like kind of like the, 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 the framework that, that, that Gary and Kevin and all these guys put together, which was great. And, you know, a bunch of songs in a row, but I kind of was like, well, we don't have any DJs. Like let's put some topical stuff on. We got Howard Kogan basically sitting here on call sure. when he's just sitting in the studio yeah. ready for copy. And so witty in his own right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And lots of opinions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one, one or two. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so I said, let's tr like, let's try it five o'clock. We'll just do something topical. And there was, you know, back then it was, you know, there was, um, God, somebody had this term somewhere. It's not an MSNBC, but it was like a one stream kind of consciousness of media back then. Sure. Where there was one thing that people were always kind of everybody talking about. Right. Now things are so fragmented with TikTok and everything. But yeah, you know, there's like, I was like every day there was some topical funny thing to talk about. So we, we made it at five o'clock. We made we wrote one, tried one line and threw it in this mix. Then we turned it into two. Then we started moving it on, getting more writers involved and doing it throughout the day. And, you know, and it all kind of just came out of my boredom of like not really liking the music on the station and saying, hey, let's be, let's be topical. Let's do something interesting. And, and it's kind of cool to see that still. That, part of the DNA of the station. Yeah. That is actually my very favorite. There's so many things I love about Jack. And mm -hmm. again, in full transparency, we image the, the network side of Jack. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Very incre incredibly proud of that. But I absolutely adore the topicals. Yeah. And yeah. this is really an LA-centric thing, but we had a chain of amazing sports, uh, uh, sporting goods stores called Sports Chalet. And uh -huh. they've been here for yeah. years and years and years. And it was like a regional train, uh, sure. chain. And they had a jingle, Sports Chalet, we'll take it to the limit. Uh -huh. yeah, and one. they unfortunately went bankrupt. Uh, okay. This was, you know, probably five, six, seven that. years ago. Yeah, yeah, I remember the name. And yeah. that day when it went bankrupt, and it was on the local news, it was a pretty big story. Uh -huh. And you guys had a topical, well, I guess Sports Chalet, you took it to the limit. <laughs> <laughs> That's so perfect. That's exactly <laughs> Yeah. It was actually phrased better than what I just uh, said, sure, but it sure. was so funny. And that was just like, you guys were so, and you still yeah. are to this day, so yeah. on top of it. And yeah, uh, Ralph and Justin Cranfill or, or uh, John Shawin are still there, right? And Mike Crank, obviously, yeah. are still there so, doing the so same stuff. And they good. still have that same system of like getting stuff on the air. And you just never yeah. know what you're going to hear. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. And, and I kind of love being in the position I'm in now or have been the last one. 10, 12 years where I'm not involved with that station. And I get to, and I, now I'm in the target demographic right. of that radio station. I get to in, like, hear these things. I'm like, ah, oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, that's Oh man, I love this song. Like I really get to enjoy the radio enjoy station. Enjoy it as a listener. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. incredibly well done. Um, yeah. I, I'm, it's awesome to hear that, that that was how it was created and it's still on the air today. Yeah. So yeah. in 2009, you guys yes. get the green light to launch a CHR yeah. called AMP yeah. and go up against KISS. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
how it was prior to that. It was, it was uh 97 one KLSX. It was the uh, FM talk. Yeah. FM talk. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, that was the, uh, you know, our last recession, you know, um, and you know, the economics worked that a CHR was ready to go in the market or, you know, that the, I mean, more, more, more or less the cluster needed something like that. Right. Uh, cause we're a very male dominated, um, cluster. That's right. And a little bit of background. Cause I was at clear channel at the time, okay. uh, now yeah. iHeart. And so iHeart was really prided themselves on being this wall of women. I've heard, yeah, I've yes. heard that one. So, yeah. You know, you had all the female targeted radio yeah. stations and, uh, at, at intercom, uh, CBS had this now wall of, of men, Man. if yeah. you will. And so Definitely. there was this amazing opportunity. And so you guys seized it and you're yeah. now at the helm of the imaging. So yeah, which, that. you know, really of all the things I culminated from, um, working at, you know, cube then to being in LA, um, you know, doing a CHR in LA, that's the kind of music I loved at the time, especially right. like to be able to do that, um, was, you know, uh, amazing. And, you know, it was something that I had always like encouraged, you know, like, uh, People I've worked for will always say that, that I'm, I have opinions and, you know, I would make imaging and stuff like, well, what if we tried it? Hey, you know, I got this idea and it's like, right. yeah, hold on kid. Like, oh, you interesting. Know, we, so you kind of use that to we've already seeds. thought, yeah, yeah. But you know, it was like finally something kind of like clicked with management, like, oh, this could actually be a good idea. Um, and yeah, anyway, to make a long story short, they gave us the green light and we signed on amp radio and Yeah. I, I mean, loved was, that imaging. I loved oh, the top of the hour. I thought oh, that yeah. top of the hour was fantastic. <laughs> I was and uh, I was obviously yeah. a, you know, a P a P one to it. I listened oh, to cool. it, uh, you know, all the time and it became, and still is in some markets. You were in how many markets? And you had like Philly and Detroit and what yeah, uh, Boston, Orlando. We had a kind of a version of it in San Diego. Uh, and, I'm missing a couple. And they but, had yeah. you. Uh, Detroit. Oh, you said Detroit. And they had you do the imaging for all those or oversee it? Uh, I would do a lot of the different launches. Not always. Okay. Yeah. But I did a lot. You know, I did the New York, Philly, Orlando. I was involved with it. Detroit, I guess I was involved with it. So at different points. San Diego, definitely. Um, yeah. So most of them, I had some involvement at some point, if not the launch something after. Yeah. And what was that just kind of putting a station on the air for the first time? What did that feel like? Um, I mean, you know, pretty stressful to be honest, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's that. a, you know, we're, you know, the systems we have now make it a lot easier, but, uh, man, there was a lot of coordination, um, and we, you know, different systems in different markets. I mean, it wasn't, there was nothing uniform at the company and the companies back then. Right. Um, so yeah, a lot of times it, uh, it came down to actually flying into the market. Can you believe that? Wow. And bringing my, you know, my laptop and, and having the production on there and loading it in into the system or, you know, having to be there, unfortunately, when people were let go and trying to get it on the air Oh wow! or transferring a ton of files. Um, so they'd kind of jump you or drop you in like, Oh yeah. 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 There were times where I had worked in a different office and then had to come in there when the coast was clear. Um, but yeah, it's a very stressful thing. It's not, you know, it's, it was, it's more of just coordinating everything and getting it all right and making sure there's no mistakes. And, um, you know, learning different ways things are done in different markets. I mean, it's, it, 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 back then it wasn't as easy 
I think as it is now. While you're, while you're doing AMP, uh, (laughs) you are imaging, we can survive, which was what I mentioned earlier was I thought phenomenal because that was a great event. Do you guys still do that or is it gone? But that helped breast cancer awareness. And And I just uh, thought it was last year with mental health, mental Um, health. Yeah. So just great shows that not only were entertaining and a lot of fun, but they backed a fantastic cause. And at the Hollywood Bowl, too. Yeah. That that show was, yeah, that show is, is an amazing show. Legendary venue, if not the most famous venue. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the Hollywood Bowl. I mean, I mean, uh, there's something like, uh, you know, I get my, you know, I go to, you know, with my friends group, we go to a lot of shows there and I, you know, see everybody there. And uh, what's kind of cool is on Weekend Survive, like I'm walking in there and it's like, wow, it's our, it's our event, like at this legendary LA worldwide venue. Right. And then all of a sudden my voice comes on and it's going, it's coming through the speakers or something I worked on. Yeah. And like, that's like, again, that experience where like, whoa, this that's, is the Hollywood bowl. Like, oh my God. Gotta like, be I can't surreal. believe I'm sitting here. Yeah. Totally. And thank you for, that's a perfect segue, by the way. Was AMP the catalyst for your VO career? When did you first start to go, hey, I should pursue doing voiceover. I've got a talent for this. It, it was a little bit before AMP was on the air, but that did kind of set me in motion because I was already, I was doing some of the VO on AMP and um, it, I kind of got cast as that, that other CHR voice for that, that flanker, if you will. Right. Uh, voiceover for CHR station. So I really do. Yeah. I mean that, you know, I was already kind of doing it. I was, I was picking up some CHR stations and some alternative stations just from the work I've, I've um, had done. Um, and, um, and where did you, it takes guts to put yourself out there because I think there's, try doing a podcast. (laughs) This doesn't take nearly the guts. (laughs) I promise you, this is very easy. So I think when you put your voice out there, Uh It's different when you're imaging, you're obviously, you're obviously a phenomenal artist and this is just my interpretation of it, mm-hmm. but you're, you can hide a little bit as an imaging director. I don't want to say that's not the right way of saying it, but you're not out there in the same way. I believe as a VO talent, when you put yourself out there as a VO talent, yeah. that all of a sudden is, it's one of the same as you. It's almost like being a model in some ways. It's like a, a characteristic yeah. and, and so. I don't know. I, I, I do have to say something about that okay. because. Living in LA as long as I have, I know a lot of actors. Right. And I know what they go through when it comes to auditioning and uh right. you know, when they're up there, they're it's their face, it's the way they're acting. Like all we're doing as VO people is our voice. Okay. True. Yeah. I see what you're I guess saying. I'm comparing it to that. Yeah, yeah, but I it's a good it's a good comparison. Yeah. I still feel that you really are putting yourself out there and are opening yourself up for rejection. Like yeah. I don't like your voice or I don't like the way, you know, whatever yeah. it is and having to put that out there cuz not only when you're putting that piece of imaging in front of Kevin Weatherly, let's say, or Chris mm-hmm. Abbott, whoever it is to approve, they're now listening not only to how you produced it and how uh-huh. you made made it, but then how you voiced it as well. Yeah, so it's that's like true, this, yeah. Yeah, I guess when you're doing it, all of it, you can't blame yeah. it for the bad VO guy. Yeah, exactly. Like that. exactly. Yeah. I guess yeah. that's a better way to, of putting it. Did yeah. You, you ever true. think of it that way? Did it put more pressure on you or just kind of just uh, flowed easily? really think so. No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't love producing my own voice. Um, I'll, you know, definitely do it. I like producing other people's voices. That but, interesting. Um, but yeah, I guess you're right. I never thought of it that way. Kind but of yeah, music. it does. You are really, yeah, exposing yourself. 
Yeah. You do all of it because, yeah, you can't blame somebody else. You know? <laughs> yeah. You really not to, can't. Or not to put undue Ben's pressure town, on you. I guess you have a Benstown. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 There you go. Blame Benstown. Blame Andy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta blame somebody, right? No. Just... No, I mean, congrats. And your VO career has just been amazing. Oh, um, thank And again, you. full transparency. We've worked with uh, Jake for many years and it's yeah. uh, an honor to work with you. And I always oh, yeah. love seeing when new deals are, are, are coming down yeah. for you. And uh, he's been on the uh, Benstown voiceover list for uh, seven years in a row. Which oh, is just, appreciate all the support you guys amazing. have given me throughout oh, the years. Happy to Great do partner, it. partner, yeah. You've been amazing to work with. Yeah. So you've been now with uh, Intercom, which is now, of course, Odyssey. Yeah. You moved here initially. What year was it when you moved here? 2000? 2005. 2005. So you're yeah. now, what is this, the 17th year? Am I doing math? Yeah, right? 17, yeah. That is amazing. Yeah, I know. Amazing. And I, you know, I really only thought I'd be here for a couple of years and I'd, you know, kind of do my time here and move to, you know, move, move to New York and, you know, now it's like, hell it's, no, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm here. Like LA is an amazing city. Oh, it right? is. Yeah. Yeah. And also and, like growing up in Seattle, I was, I was raised to hate LA. We hate California. Sure. Seattle sure. Lives, you know, still do. So <laughs> and, you know, so I, you know, but the it's fact a, that I love it here so yeah. much is, is saying a lot. You know? So who comes to you? How does your new role as the director of imaging and sound design, how did that come to be? Which congratulations again! Oh, thank I just you. Yeah. is so amazing. I'm so happy for you on a lot of levels, um, but it's also just great to see your your friends go on to do wonderful and amazing things. So congratulations! Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, you know, um, sadly, Amp uh, was uh, sadly went off the air. It was called Now yeah. when it went off the air, and um, you know, I got to give a lot of credit to Jeff Fetterman and. Jeff Sotolano and the whole programming team and Chris Abbott, you know, would have been probably an easy time to uh, sunset my, my career at Odyssey. Sure. Um, but, you know, fortunately those guys um, said, Hey, you know, you've, you've expressed a lot of interest, you know, you have a lot of opinions. Let's try to find something new for you within the company. And, um, you know, within a couple months, it just became very clear that there was a need for a role of somebody overseeing the uh, imaging at Odyssey. Yeah. You know, it, 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 you know, I, I think a lot of our competitors have that same role. We really didn't. So it, you know, I mean, that's that a was, gigantic role. I mean, Odyssey, yeah, there's exactly. 280 stations, 238, I think 230. So 200, right. I should probably know that. For yeah. sure, so 240 yeah, stations. Like there's a yeah. lot, a almost lot of all in major markets. Yeah. You yeah. Know, massive PPM markets. And uh, you've yeah. got, uh, you know, Odyssey, just some legendary radio stations and, yeah. What is, what's kind of your day to day now? Well, I mean, I, I mean, last week was really my first week starting. So okay. like to, to <laughs> get into it, TBD, but you know, right now it's just a lot of, um, kind of getting to know a lot of the people, at the company, um, you know, I've always kind of been a local guy and, and we've kind of been, you know, kind of on my own Island here in LA. Sure. So now I'm really learning all these new people at the company and, um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, different projects we have, you know, that we're, we're working on that they're coming up. So I've kind of been jumping on those, you know, we have things like I'm listening, you know, all of our big events. So these are all things that I'm, I'm getting involved in, but I'm really having to meet, meet right. the players and see where imaging fits in, you know, because it was kind of done, but not in a way where there's somebody overseeing the imaging, yeah. making sure that, you know, we were, we're consistent and we're doing all these things. You know, okay. now there's somebody that can oversee that. You know, my oh, yeah. hats off. I think that it's 
really good to see that it's being the craft is being taken so seriously. Mm-hmm. And exactly, I, right? I, I love that. And I think yeah. you do that on the commercial Odyssey does that on the commercial production side. I think mm-hmm. Dylan Riggs is phenomenal at what he does Amazing. on the yeah. commercial production side. Yeah. And I think so much art, um, and probably more than anything, if I look back over the last, you know, almost 30 years I've been in this business. Mm-hmm. When you had mentioned when you first went to go work for Steve Thomas and mm-hmm. he was in this little kind of nondescript office with didn't even have any acoustical treatment in it. And, uh-huh. you know, here he's a full on legend kind of working those conditions. It was the same thing for me when I was at yeah. KFMB in San Diego. Uh-huh. Our yeah. imaging guy, uh, Tom Watts, who's uh-huh. now at Sirius, he was in this little tiny crummy closet, yeah. basically. Yeah. Imaging, I don't think, was given the attention that it needed. Mm-hmm. And I love to see that it's taken so seriously now and it's looked at being as important it is and it's such a fabric of these radio stations, yeah, these properties. Exactly. I mean, such an important part of of what we do at Odyssey. And not only in that, and, you know, we obviously have a digital, a very large digital footprint. Um, it's very important there as well. And, you know, the fact that the company is investing in, in imaging is, you know, sure. obviously made it really appealing for me to to really take this, this, this offer very seriously yeah. because it's like, wow, like, not, we're not going in the wrong direction. We're going in the correct direction, you know? Yeah. And uh, I really like the way the company is focusing on yeah. that. No, I, I agree with that. I think it's great to see, and I don't think they could have picked a better person. So oh, congr- thank congratulations you. Thank on you, that. Man. I'm, I'm really excited. And um, yeah, it's been, it, you know, what? It, it is funny because it's been really weird because uh, other imaging people on here might understand this, but you know, I've, I've for the, gosh, 20 years, I've had this same pace of worrying about the weekend promo. Are the sweepers updated right. enough? And like this last Friday, I was like, oh my gosh, wow. I don't know, I'm not worrying about a weekend promo or anything. <laughs> wow. I'm going to enjoy the weekend. It was, I'm like, wow, this is kind of cool. I kind of like this corporate life. Yeah. yeah enjoy it while you can. Exactly. Because now you've got 238 other, uh, other fires that could pop up at any given time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Talk to me in three months. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Jake, I want to, A, thank you so much for uh, just being so supportive of Benstown over the years. You've been incredible to us. But oh, yeah. uh, secondly, man, I just want to congratulate you. Well, thank on- you on uh, the success and it is really just great to see a friend and someone with your talent, uh, to, to land in a position like this. It's, it's incredible, man. Yeah, no. And, 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 uh, to be on your podcast is like, I was looking at all the different names on there and like seeing my name on there (laughs) is actually really surreal. I was like, wow, he wants me on that. I'm in. Yeah. But, um, and I appreciated, you know, working with you guys, uh, throughout the years. Uh, likewise, man. I wish you nothing more but a tremendous amount of uh, success, which I'm sure you're going to continue to have. And uh, really look forward to just watching your career and all the amazing things. And I'll be listening. Yeah. I can promise you that. Exactly. (laughs) Right. You know, right on your radio. Exactly. There you go. (laughs) Thanks, man. Or the Odyssey app. Or the Odyssey app. Great plug. You see, you're really landing, you're you're getting this corporate position really well. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man. Yeah. Really appreciate you coming in. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Chachi Loves Everybody. If you like the show, we hope you'll leave us a five-star rating and tell your friends. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been a Benstown Podcast production, hosted and researched by Dave Chachi Dennis. Executive producer, Kevin Horton. Produced and edited by Tom Green. Show coordinator, Juliana Parisi and Laura Keene.